Heads up, everybody. I'm B. Francis Clark. And I'm Anton Anderson. And this is the year of Ujama. 365 days of pure vibranium commerce. Commerce. So, dear listener, we took a little bit of a break for MLK Day and taking you know some time off for year um, of pajama takes no breaks well we weren't taking a break but i mean but there's been a little bit of gap since our last episode we didn't do an episode but ujama was still in it, effect it was still happening because yes it was because you know i have to make a confession ladies and gentlemen you know when we first conceived this whole thing i was like no problem you know piece of cake i'll just go to you know shopblack.com and things like that so i was like i'll just hit that up and all of a sudden shazam i will be able to go and immediately fill all the different things i need with that and and what did you find pray tell I found out that it was a lot harder than I thought. It is. You know, it was one of those things to where... The road to Ujama is a somewhat rocky road. If I could only get some Ujama Rocky Road ice cream that was dairy-free, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, first of all, I spent hours, hours trying to find the things. Because part of it is that, you know, it's very straightforward. You can hit some of these different websites and they'll say, oh, you know, hit the, the black beauty brand or hit the, the, the black clothing brand. And part of our thing with, with this particular spinoff of our Sky is Black podcast is that we're not doing this in some sort of gimmicky like reality TV where we're going to like empty out our house and start from an empty house and then fill it with just purely black owned uh, business products, products from black owned businesses. That's season two. <laughs> Maybe for you. The idea here is to change our spending habits. We all spend money in our households. We are all consumers of some sort. And the idea is take the idea of Ujama, cooperative economics, mm-hmm. and point your economic buying power. What if we all pointed our economic buying power towards black-owned businesses, small businesses, businesses that are allies? And so for those of you who aren't part of the black community, you might say, well, why would I want to do that? Why would they? You want to do that because, one, most of these are small businesses. And so that, I think, has a direct benefit to your local community, supporting your small, your, your small grocery store, your small food producer, locally produced. It's better for the environment. Um, and, that, and that money will be recycled in your community. It'll create a local economic benefit to you. As well as by supporting a black business, even if you're not part of the black community, you're helping lift up a part of our country, speaking just about America for just a moment, lifting up a part of our country that has been struggling. And so by lifting up that struggle, helping alleviate that struggle, it helps all of us and helps us all move forward. Amen. We also want to give a shout out to the people who have come before us, who have made this moment happen. We are African people, and one thing that we do as African people is recognize and honor both our ancestors and those who have come before us. That's right. And so I want to specifically mention someone, and I'll ask this question to you, even though you know that you know the answer to this, and so I'm actually not asking you, but I'll ask the question anyway. What is the most successful Pan-African organization of all time? You know the answer to this already, so you don't have to say it, but... I will say that it was not the NAACP, was not 
the Urban League, not the Nation of Islam, not the Black Panthers, not the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, not the Congress of Racial Equality, not the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, not the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters, not the Congress of African Peoples, none of those organizations, not the AKAs, wasn't, you know, the Alphas, not Jack and Jill, the most successful Pan-African organization of all time was the UNIA, the Universal Negro Improvement Association, founded by the Honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey. And I bring this up because one of the reasons that it was the most successful Pan-African organization of all time is that it was about black self-reliance. And it was about Ujamaa. Now, he didn't call it Ujamaa, but that is essentially what it was. That's it right. was black cooperative economics. Right. And so, as we embark upon this year of Ujamaa, we definitely have to give a shout out to those who have come before us. We are standing on ground that is only available to us because of the work of people who have come before us. And so we definitely have to give a shout out to Marcus Garvey, to Booker T. Washington, who inspired Marcus Garvey, to Madam C.J. Walker, to Earl Graves, the folks in Black Wall Street back in Tulsa back in the day, all the folks who founded Black Cities and Towns, to what was the first black billionaire? Uh, I don't know. Reg, Reginald, I want to say Reginald Lewis, I think. Right. He's the author of Why Should White Guys Have All the Fun? I have that book, haven't read it. It's been sitting on my bookshelf forever. But um, So all the folks who have come before us in the spirit of Ujamaa, we recognize you today, and it is with that spirit and with your strength that we intend to continue that story, to continue that effort to make Ujama reality. Real. Yeah. Real. So the road to Wakanda is paved with Ujama. That's right. Vibranium infused Ujama. We're working, we're making it happen. That's right. Making it happen. What we want to do, at least what I want to do is do this in a sustainable way. I'm not looking to do a, a whole series of one-off purchases. I want to become, rather than a single sale, I want to become a customer, a recurring, ongoing customer. And so so what have I been looking for? I've been looking for things that I need. I've been looking for things like, like we're running out of spices. We just came out of the holiday season. I need to replenish my spices. I found plenty of places where I can buy spice sets and like, or I could subscribe to a box of spices. But what I needed, and I found one, we'll report on an upcoming episode how it worked out, but I needed like peppercorns. And some of this, going back to some of the things we've talked about before, I mean, I, I placed an order with Penzi's, Penzi Spices, Penzi's.com, because he, Bill Penzi, the owner there, is an incredible ally. I mean, my order, which is due to arrive, I think maybe tomorrow, comes with a free set of Black Lives Matter stickers that just come in. You can't even like, 
I'm not even sure that you could not order them. They just come with the spices. And so shout out to allies. Is he an ally or just extracting spices from various places and throwing in a Black Lives Matter sticker to alleviate his psychological guilt? I would disagree. I would actually, I, I I'm, would say, I'm, not, I'm not claiming that I'm, I'm, no, 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 I'm no. asking. I, w- I would say that, I mean, I would declare them a, a real ally. You know, it's one of the things that you often hear a lot of businesses will not be right there with current issues and will not make a statement or even take a stand with current issues. They'll wait and sort of have their finger up and sort of see where the wind is going. And if you subscribe to the newsletter for Penzi Spices, he'll always go out there. The owner will always go out there and immediately say, this is wrong. This is what needs to happen. Here's injustice. He calls and stands out and he'll even say, amen. Hey, this is going to cost me business because the haters out there are going to stop ordering from me. And he'll pull a, put a call out to his fans. And I'm a fan saying, tell a friend, tell more people to bring me more business of people who are people of goodwill, people who are willing to care about each other, people who are willing to love each other. Sounds like an ally to me. So, I say he's an ally, and yet, and yet, I've wanted to buy you know stuff from black-owned businesses, and so one of my favorite spices from Penzi's, and I did place my order, so don't worry, Bill, um, was a non-Ujama order. And that was, I placed my non-Ujama order, but at the same time, I also placed my Ujama order because Farmer Ken, shout out to Farmer Ken, mm-hmm. a local uh, farmer here. Actually, was featured in the LA Times. He had an Italian herbs spice packet. I'm not quite out of my Penzi's Tuscan Sunset, mm-hmm. but I'm starting to run low. And so, as I was developing my list over the, since the time that we had our last episode, I was like, "What am I starting to run low on? And what can I swap in?" That's the thing. What can I swap in in a sustainable, ongoing way? You know, Penzi's is not going to lose a lot of business for me because I love a lot of their stuff. But for this Italian spice, as I run out of the Tuscan Sunset, I'm going to go with Farmer Ken's Italian Spice Blend. Go ahead, Farmer Ken. One of the things that we mentioned in our last episode was our struggle with finding black-owned grocery stores, getting food from black providers. There's a new black-owned grocery store in Houston that is called District Market Green Grocer. So if you're in the Houston area, Definitely check that out. That has just opened. And the second thing is Nourish and Bloom Market, a new effort started by Jamie Michael Hemmings and Jalea Hemmings. So Nourish and Bloom Market is the first autonomous grocery store with robotic delivery in the United States and the first African-American-owned autonomous grocery store in the world. Right on. So Nourish and Bloom is on a mission to make eating healthy and convenient. They believe that everyone deserves to eat healthy. And I can't echo that desire more loudly. Yeah, it's fantastic. Because we know that in Wakanda suburbs and black communities around the world, it is often very difficult to access healthy foods in those environments. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that they're trying to do that in an autonomous way, I think is great. Nourish and Bloom also offers locally sourced craft items such as produce, meats, baked goods, dairy, and prepared meals alongside everyday convenience items with no checkout. Nice. 24-7, 365 days a year access to real food and environmentally friendly products. Nice. Anytime. 
no GMOs or high fructose corn syrup allowed. I love that. Don't want to shirk up the kids too much. I am in terrible shape, in part due to high fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. Get behind me, high fructose corn syrup. So you can find more information about Nourish and Bloom. You can go to nourishandbloommarket.com. And that's two M's, Bloom and Market, two M's on that, nourishandbloommarket.com. So shout out to you. Wish you all the success in the world. Right on. One of the other things, looking forward to going back and being a solid customer with, uh, with my local barber here, Luke Walker Barbershop. In the meantime, I'm trimming my own hair, and I've been looking around for, um, you know, for a new trimmer. And you know, Bevel has one that is a really amazing one. And Bevel.com, or sorry, Get Bevel. Bevel has this amazing trimmer uh, from GetBevel.com. And yet, I want something that's a little bit not quite so high end as that because I'm a hack, and I want something that's going to like carry me through. And so, I've got some a number of things on order, and we'll talk about that. But some things that have arrived that we've tried is that I ordered on Amazon from uh, from Aya Foods. I got their um, Piri Piri chicken seasoning made with herbs and peppers and spices. Piri Piri. It doesn't have, and so it really allows you to make this. Uh, this really this great spicy you know African chicken and it's been really fantastic you know um, we made it a couple days ago and it was delicious nice it was delicious very nice and and so that's the thing I've been struggling with is been yeah I mean we're trying these things and the nice thing about me getting this uh, puri puri seasoning is I didn't have to buy a case of it you know as I was looking around at different things. You know, I was trying to find non. There's a great uh, company here in LA whose name is on the tip of my tongue. Black Walmart. No, 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 no. no Wakanda no, Walmart. No, no, no. Wakanda R Us. Um, it's hard just to browse and get like a one-off of, of something. But I even tried. I tried. Um, I you know I mentioned in the last episode how we get a lot of our stuff delivered through Dumpling Carla. Um, Black-owned, self-styled, you know, Instacart-type shopper. What up, Carl? Um, and I had her go to Whole Foods to try to get Misha's Kind Foods non-dairy cream cheese because we like having breakfast and things here. And part of the challenge was that they were out, <laughs> and so they weren't stocked deep in the shelves. And so it's like, okay, that's a good sign. It's a good sign in a bad way. And yet, you know, my only my only alternative was to buy a case of this. First of all, we don't eat that much cream cheese in this household, which is good for my waistline. But I mean, but also if you're if you're trying it out to see if you like it, you know, a case, quite frankly, is is kind of a commitment. And yeah, shout out to you, Misha Kind Foods. And yet get and yet, and yet get stocked at Whole Foods. You know, there was um there's some other products that we were trying to get that you couldn't that were out of stock at Target. And that we're out of stock, you know, other places. And so to go directly to the website. You just got to go to blacktarget.com. <laughs> well, funny enough, you know, at the initial part of this podcast, we were, I was joking around, you know, do I have to give up my, my Target habit? And the answer just is. shoot on over to blacktarget.com. Well, actually, Target. Target, Target. Target. Target, Target. Is doing a thing in particular this month where 
they have a whole line of clothing and all kinds of incredible stuff that they're showing right now uh, there at Target. Um, Is that going to disappear on March 1st? Well, you know, um, one thing I would encourage you to do, dear listener, if you want to, uh, if you want to go with us on this journey, go onto Instagram and follow Target While Black. And um, Marissa, Marissa K, she goes and she shops all over the place and finds places and finds things that are at Target. And not just during Black History Month, even though the stuff that she's showing there is incredible. Uh, and, and great you know, clothing and food and wines, uh, you know, the, the black girl magic wines are there at mm-hmm. Target. Mm-hmm. And we actually are kind of stocked up on wine, so I haven't loaded up on that. But, the, but, but that's part of, been part of my challenge has been like, you know, how do I get these one-offs to try it and see if I want, if, if it is something that I want to, to swap in. And, and so I, I mean, I'll admit, I mean, I've been struggling with that and, and, I'm still working on it. I've I found actually at Target you can get black-owned paper products, and actually that order is being placed today. What kind of black-owned paper products? Like paper towels and bathroom tissue and and facial tissue, you know, like Kleenex type stuff. And and we will put a link to, in the show notes about them because that's something we talked about in our, in our last episode. Hypothetically, you know, where is the black-owned paper company? And it sounds like you have found it. It's going to be ordered. Haven't done it yet, but. Real paper uh, is a 100% tree-free premium paper that is available where? Target. You know, it's one of those things to where I was very concerned that I wouldn't be able to, you know, maintain this Target habit. But you can get now these uh, smaller packaging, so 12 rolls of bathroom tissue. More than a Target habit, it's a Target addiction. No, it's not a target edition. Only <laughs> broken by the spirit of Ujama. You know what? I guess I will say that the Amazon addiction is the one that I really am, would, would I'm looking to challenge. Uh, and even though there's a lot of great black-owned uh, businesses that, that are listed on Amazon, but I really want to drive towards supporting smaller, more local businesses. And But it needs to be for mundane things. Ujama demands nothing less than that. And so this company... Uh, real paper their story is that they are trying to be more than just a paper company i'm reading from their website so realpaper.com that's r-e-e-l-p-a-p-e-r.com here at real we are more than just a paper company we are a team of like-minded big-hearted individuals who have a distinct vision for the future our vision is shaped by the challenges we see others facing here in the u.s and around the world challenges like climate change lack of sufficient resources food deserts, and an absolute need for all of us to take better care of the planet and each other. Amen. And so their whole idea is to make paper products that are 100% tree-free from... Their idea is to make paper products that are made from 100% tree-free fibers, making it the most sustainable paper on the product. Their shipping materials are biodegradable, and they use plastic-free packaging. And so we're checking them out. My order is going in. Uh, right away and because we can't run out of those sorts of things either in our household and and so we'll stay tuned we'll come back for a different episode later and we'll let you know how it all works out but what was nice was that rather than having to buy like a ginormous case of it i was able to get a small quantity ordered through target love it love it love it shout out to 
one of the co-founders of Real, Darren Oyekin, O-Y-E-K-A-N, brother from Nigeria. Thank you for what you're doing and look forward to checking it out. We'll promote them after I've received it. <laughs> um, well, we're not necessarily, we're providing information so we can still provide the information and allow people to make their own independent decisions about that. And then, yeah, no, I mean, we're going to order it. I'm going to order it, you know, for, for our household because we're starting to run low and it's like, okay, we'll do that. Or do we do a Costco run? That kind of thing. And I think Ujama demands only one answer to that question. If it is your Ujama, then it's, we are going with the black owned paper products, unless it's absolutely garbage as to warrant no further support and knowing our people as I do, that is highly unlikely. So one of the, I mean, so one of the things we've done since last episode is we did a survey around the house to see what we already have that's that we're already using, and of course we're using you know Shea Moisture products in our hair and stuff like that, and so that was actually all there, but we're not running out of them yet, so um, I guess it doesn't count as actually you know sort of turning the wheel of commerce uh, per se until black household is going to run out of food before you run out of some Shea moisturizer. Well, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And so part of the challenge has been to find, like, for example, one of the things I was looking for was Me and the Bees Lemonade. Love it. My daughters and I love it. Delish. They were out. They were out locally. And so, and so. Whole Foods out? Weren't at Whole Foods and they they weren't at Target. And so my alternative, because we actually, you love it. I haven't had a chance to try it. Mm -hmm. My alternative was to go directly to the website and buy a case of it. That's right. Try not to sugar up my kid too much. So don't really want to have a case of lemonade uh, here at the house. And and so you know that's been that's been part of the struggle, um, has been to you know to be able to find the places where I can get them as a one-off, and so what's worked so far? So going back to what's worked, what's worked is I was able to if you go to Amazon you can find uh, you can do a search on black-owned products there, and that's where I found mm-hmm. some of the spices. So I got the Piri Piri chicken spice. We got a jollof rice mix, which we're going to try later on this week. Mm-hmm. Um, also online, um, I was able to order from my local farmer's market. So I got my stuff from Farmer Ken. Also, if you're here in L.A., there is the Prosperity Market, which also has both in-person and online method for uh, their uniquely poised to address issues of food insecurity. And they are trying to solve the problem of of. of food inequality, you know, despite the fact that California is the largest you know, agricultural state in the country, uh, you know, they're, they're acting actively to, to help, you know, solve the problem of food scarcity. And they promote heavily with black and brown owned sources of these food products. Cause you're right. We'll mm-hmm. run, we'll run out of food before we run out of moisturizer. That's right. We will not be an ashy family. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, that that we do by the we do get by the case. <laughs> we get it by the case. We did that before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We were we were getting that straight up. Um, you know, and so the things that we're working on right now is really very mundane. Earlier, you had mentioned Melene um, Barnett on our Sky's Black podcast. Yeah, and. You know, she's the founder of the Black Artists and Designers Guild. And you know what? They're doing a partnership with Pottery Barn. They are. I'm extremely excited about this. We love the Black Artists and Designers Guild. 
Right. They were founded in 2018, and they're a collective of makers celebrating black creativity and culture through art and design. And they have this collection at Pottery Barn, which, you know, it looks really great. It looks like the great, like, entertaining sets, uh, you know, food service trays, you know, textiles for your bedroom. This all, this all looks like good stuff. And actually, we're going to check some of that out because, oddly enough, we now have more use for, like, serving trays. Because mm-hmm. we're because we're taking things outside, or like when we've had like play dates and things like that. You know, originally we'd have like just sort of one tray, like you know, like I'm trying to bring you know breakfast in bed to my wife. I have, mm-hmm. I have a serving tray for that. That's right. Um, but now when we've done like play dates with our kids, you know, we're like at opposite sides of the lawn, and so how do you bring stuff out? And so, funny enough, looking at their collection at Pottery Barn, they have a serving tray. And I'm kind of like, ooh, maybe I need to get that. You know. Um, because otherwise, everything else is around the edge. They have a, actually a cool backgammon set that I think we're going to check out. Because I, I love to teach the, my son backgammon. I love the backgammon set. The design on that is really cool. Yeah, it's really great. So nice are, colors. And so the point here is is that there are mainstream brands that are collaborating, and you can get some of this stuff through there too. So you don't have to let go of your your Target habit. You don't necessarily have to let go of your your Pottery Barn uh, thing if that's where you like to shop. But you do have to come out the pocket. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will. But you know what? I'd rather do that and support black artists. No, I'm just saying, be prepared to come out the pocket as you perform Ujam. Be prepared to come out the pocket because for us to do this successfully and genuinely, there will be occasions where we, A, have to go out of our way to find things, and B, sometimes pay a little bit more or some products, and I, for one, am willing to do that as we fold in the spirit of Ojama to our regular lives, 365 days out of the year, and for the rest of our lives. Well, and part of it is, and there's two things there. One, you get what you pay for. I mean, you pay um, a premium for, we'll go back to the original case, you pay a premium for good coffee, Right. Ethiopia, stand up. <laughs> Ethiopia, stand up. Right. So, so you pay a premium for good coffee. I mean, if you want like your 7-Eleven coffee, then that's only going to cost you a dollar. Whereas if you want better coffee and if you want coffee that's going to go more sustainably to the farmers and have more money, they don't get a lot of money, but more of it going to the farmers, then you're going to pay more. And same thing, if you want... Yes and no. Coffee is very, very, very much overpriced. That $4 cup of coffee really only costs about 5 or $0.10 cents to make. It is overpriced. That's why I'm saying in terms of what gets back to actually gets back to the farmer is okay. not enough is my point there. Okay. But, my, but if you want to at least try to drive or at least try to drive you know, more dollars towards the actual farmers who are, making, who are growing the coffee, then fair trade. you're going to have to go fair trade, which you're going to pay more for. Yes. And or yes. you're going to end... And Angela end up going to, you know, a... Or getting it direct. Or getting it direct. But you'll also end up, if you're going coffee that's prepared, you're more likely to find yourself at a local non-franchise coffee shop kind of thing. And you're going to pay more. Partly because they're scaled down smaller. They're a smaller operation. And so they're not going to be able to give you the economies of scale that, let's say, like a Starbucks can, which will still charge you a lot for coffee. Yes. But, um, but you'll... You'll end up paying more. And same thing if you want to have, you know, if you want to have bamboo bathroom tissue, 
that's sustainably grown and 100% you know, tree-free, you're going to end up paying more. And part of that is putting your money where your values are. Amen. Uh, and so, and so it's going to happen. I mean, that's going to be part of it. Um, and at the same time, you know, keeping it real. I mean, it's not like, at least not for me, maybe, maybe for you, but I don't have a bottomless wallet to where I can go and pay a, a radical premium. For I certainly have a hold in my wallet. <laughs> well, you have two daughters, so yeah, because definitely. I, you know, <laughs> um, what, what pennies I do have keep quickly disappearing. Yeah, seriously. And so... Part of it is striking that balance of of putting your money where your values are, but also being mindful of that because you don't want to you don't want to waste money. You don't want to necessarily be um, unwise with that. Part of being unwise collectively is not living ujama. Well, and that's the whole point. I mean, I mean, the idea here is not at least for for our household. Are we going to be at 100%? No, we're going to be at 110. <laughs> Good for you. A vibranium <laughs> infused 110%. You know, at the outset, when you and I were first talking about, like, you know, how much of our discretionary dollars was being spent uh, through black establishments, through black businesses, how much were we actually doing, you know, as Ujama? I was thinking that, you know, shamefully little. You know, maybe 5%. Maybe. Maybe. And so the goal here is to double, maybe even triple that number. I will think of this as, as a success. And obviously, I'm not expecting anyone to give me a medal for this. But it's like, if I get to 10%, that actually, to me, is a win. Because, one, I will, I've will i learned over these last since we started this in January 1, I've spent hours <laughs> looking and frankly, I've found some really interesting things. I mean, if I was, if I was in a space where I was starting off my kitchen from scratch and needed like, you know, boxes and boxes of spices, there are incredible places out there. Um, and, and I'm going to figure out how to fold those things in. And, and so, you know, in terms of changing where my spending is going, that's already underway. Uh, and, as it all boils down, if it comes out to being about 10%, I will consider that to be, have been a successful effort because it won't have been like just 10% in 2022. It'll be 10% ongoing. Realistically, I think success is actually beyond 10%. Once we have the information and are able to sort of make those choices, we're going to make that choice more than 10% of the time. Well, yes, but I mean, I'm, I think, I'm, I'm just saying, saying sort of realistically, sort of practically speaking. I'm just saying sort of really very broadly. Because now you know about reels. Yes. And then every time you make a choice, a, a paper choice, that's going to be factored in. I mean, especially if it's a, if it's a good product, that right. is going to be forever factored into your decision. And I would argue that you're going to make a, a decision in favor of real or some other company like real more than 10% of the time, I think. And so overall, well, certainly, so well, certainly more than 10% of the time, I would say that. And I think that's true for all products. And so, I mean, overall, in the big scheme of things, as we get more information and are able to make those kinds of choices, I think that it's going to be more than 10%. And so I would actually define success as greater than actually 10% to me. Part of success will be being able to make a conscious decision as to where that money is going. And even if I'm not able to find, you know, product X from a black owned business, 
I'll have done my homework and have had the opportunity to to figure out like well where is that coming from is it coming from someplace offshore is it coming from my local neighborhood is it coming from my local community and quite frankly my second choice is that if i can't buy from a specifically black owned business or an ally so those are my first choice then my second choice is to buy it from someplace local and have and have money go through my local economy and so part of a spin-off of this is that i'm going to have found local sources for the things that I need for my household. And I think realistically we're going to find both local and national black owned sources. Yes. For everything. Yes. For everything. And so and what I'm saying is once we have that information by the end of the year where we know the black furniture company, the black shoe store, the black fashion designer, the black table makers, the black this, that, and the other, that we're going to make choices in favor of those companies more than 10% of the time. I've oh, a, I've, certainly, I've, certainly I've more hard, than 10% of the time. I'm I have a hard about, time believing that. What I'm saying isn't so much 10% of the decisions. I'm talking about 10% of the dollars. Right, but I'm saying the dollars are driven by the decisions. And so if 50% of our decisions are made in favor of black-owned companies, then 50% of our dollars are going toward black-owned companies. And so whatever the, I'll give you that. whatever the number is, I mean, I just practically speaking, I think our success is actually far greater than just 10%. It's likely going to be greater than that. I think. I'm, I think by the end of the year, I think far greater than that. Well, then maybe, maybe, maybe I'm being cynical because it was so. I, I have to tell you, it was so challenging, and I spent so much time looking for things that I, it was a real struggle. So, dear listener, you've heard us struggling, dearest listener, <laughs> and we're going to keep at this. I mean, this is not. Uh, this is meant to be a sustainable thing that we're trying to do. It which is going is, to be sustainable. Which is why it's been so difficult to do that. Um, so please stay tuned. Stay with us. Um, this is your Bujama. It's part of Sky is Black. And the idea is to change the way our spending habits work. Change our spending. Truly. Cooperative economics. Your Bujama. You're a pajama.